You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. Is everybody having a good morning? Hey, everybody's awake today. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who likes coffee in here? Almost everybody, right? Who likes a good cup of coffee? There's good cups and there's bad cups, right? Like, Folgers is bad cup. Amen? Folgers is horrible. (laughs) To me. Okay, that's my opinion. That is my opinion. Good, okay. Out of all coffee brands, Starbucks would probably be the most known, right? I would assume, right? That's good cup of coffee. Hey. Hey. It just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But that's just me, right? That's just me. That's my opinion. But we're all drawn to goodness some sort of way. We don't realize it, but a good cup of coffee, right? What about a good restaurant? Name a good restaurant. You say, you say McDonald's? Texas Day Brazil, Texas Roadhouse. Five guys? Someone said, oh, someone said five guys, I thought. <laughs> but we're all drawn to a we're all drawn to a good restaurant, right? Right? We get that from other people. We we get reviews, we read reviews, or I hope you do, because most likely, you know I do. Or I leave a review afterwards. <laughs> hey, some are just, you know, hey, I'm just saying. But hey. But when we when <laughs> When someone tells you to go try a new restaurant, it's because it's so good, right? Hopefully. Hopefully they don't send you to a bad restaurant. Otherwise, you're going to tell them to pay for that check, right? <laughs> don't you want to go try it? We would want to try it. We don't want to go try Folgers, right? Don't, if someone says go try Folgers, hopefully you say no, try Starbucks. Or try Eurasia Blend. This is what we use out in the coffee. If you, if you want to know what that is, just it supports missions. There you go. See, you can't. Eurasia. There you go. So it supports missions. What can go wrong with that? The same thing works when someone is good. People praise them and honor them. Now, what's the definition of goodness? It is a character trait that causes someone to do what is right and beneficial for others. It includes a passion for truth and a hatred of evil. It is often expressed in the acts of kindness or in challenging and correcting evil and injustice. I think I got that from Grant's Fire Bible, so thank you. <laughs> the Bible doesn't just say that God does good things. It says that, the, that God is good. It's not, what, it's not just what he does. It's who he is and who he is never changes. So pure hearts require right motives, right? Paul said that if he did good works without love, it profits me nothing. That's out of 1 Corinthians 13.3. Doing good deeds... To impress others will bring no reward from God, Matthew 6, 1 through 4. But when the motive is to glorify your Father in heaven instead of yourself, doing good works that are seen by others as part of being the light of the world. And that brings us to my first point. We should be magnetic. Can you ever say that? Magnetic. We should be magnetic. Say that. We should be magnetic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that brings... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. So that goes to our, uh, that scripture, Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It's out of the Passion Translation. Your lives light up the world, that others see your light from a distance. 
For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it on an obscure place? Instead, it's a place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others. So let the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. So what are these? Does anybody know what these are? Does anybody remember these? Uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> I will just say thank you to my wife that I didn't throw a box away. <laughs> but, yes, don't judge me. <laughs> These are magnets. All right, think of it this way. This is a Christ follower. This is unbeliever. We are supposed to be magnetic in the sense we are supposed to be attractional. We're supposed to draw people to us, right? Not necessarily to us, but to Christ. Because we have that light, right? We're supposed to be like this. Instead of most of the time, we're like this. So when we're not doing our devotionals, if we're not reading God's word, if we're not worshiping him, not only on a Sunday, but throughout the week, right? Because it's not the church's job whole entirely. It's also your job through the week. So we're supposed to be magnetic. Now, I know that sounds weird, but it really isn't. Because what it says, the reason of the Spirit is goodness is so important is because it magnetizes us. As Christ followers, we should be magnetic so that people look at us and want to get to know us. If we are doing what we should be doing as Christ followers, they will watch what we are doing and want to act like us. They will want to be around us because they are magnetized by what they see. If we are truly Christ followers, they should be able to see God in us. If we are not doing what God's word says, instead of it do, doing this, we're going to fall apart. If we, if we complain about how, oh man, I don't, I don't know how to disciple people. I don't know how to get in God's word. I don't know how to serve. I don't know if I should tithe. It's probably because you're not reading God's word and you're not having a relationship with him to begin with. Because you're not letting it, God do this in your life. You're letting him do this. And before I start playing with these, I'm going to give them the grant. <laughs> <laughs> that was planned. <laughs> but as Christ followers, we are literally supposed to be reading God's word, right? We're supposed to be consumed with it. When we go to Walmart, I say Walmart because I don't like Walmart. Just saying. I'll be honest. Love you guys. I love you, Grant. I know you. <laughs> but I just don't. That's just me. It's a hard issue, I guess. <laughs> but at least I'm being honest, right? I'm being honest. But when we go to Walmart, when I go to Walmart, instead of wearing, when we wear a Hope shirt, and man, I see this sometimes, and I don't say anything, because, you know, sometimes we're just supposed to pray instead of, you know, gossip. Um, So when we see someone wearing a Hope shirt somewhere, and instead of cussing a storm, or maybe when you're driving, you're, you're going past them and just saying, man... I did awesome doing that. No. You're supposed to be exactly like Christ. There is no if about that. That's why it says Christ follower, right? Right? If you call yourself a Christ follower, you're literally supposed to do everything the word says. There is no cherry picking that. There is no if about that. There is no, oh, maybe one day I will serve. No, you should serve because God 
says that. You should tithe because God says that. You should lead other people to Christ because God said that. There is no if about that. That means go outside of the church and do something for that. Because really, and I, I, I doubted saying this, but if you're not bleeding, if you're not sweating, and if you're not tearing up in the eyes, fighting for Hope Church, then what are you doing for, for God? If you're not doing anything for the glory of God, then what are you doing? I'm speaking to myself. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I, I lived double lives. I said I was a Christ follower on Facebook. I put verses on there. I said, you know what, God, I love you so much. Outside of Facebook, I was horrible to girls. I could care less what I did. I did stuff that I, <laughs> the opposite, I say that. I did so much stuff that if I told anybody, which every, if you know me, you know, and I've, I said it, but I lived double lives. And I think some of us in here does too. And I'm not saying it to judge you because I lived that. I lived that too. Because if you call yourself a Christian out on Facebook, you should be calling yourself a Christ follower outside of Facebook as well. Because if you post verses, if you post how God has done something in your life on Facebook, you probably should do it outside of Facebook too. Because if you're not, I would, I would examine your heart. I would examine if you're really a Christ follower. Because I said, I'm saying that to myself when I was a teenager. Was I really a Christ follower? No. I wasn't. I was someone that said, you know what, I'm going to go to church on Wednesdays. I'm going to go to church on Sundays. I'm going to post verses on Facebook. But I'm not going to be a Christ follower outside of Facebook. I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to tithe. I'm not going to do what the Bible says because, you know what, I don't want to act biblical. I'd rather act like the culture. When it is dark out, bugs are drawn to a source of light, Right? Right? That, that's known fact. When the light burns out, you don't notice bugs anymore. It is the same with us. When we are not a light, we do not draw people to God. When our light is shining bright, we will attract others. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. Point two, he is the source of goodness. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. When you become a Christ follower, you should hunger for God right? A newborn baby does not need to be taught to hunger, to cry out for milk. The natural hunger is internally experienced and they make their voice heard. As Christ followers, God expects us to hunger internally for his word. Because his word, well, that's about to fall out of my ear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I blame my glasses. Don't, hey, don't, as long as I'm on the Facebook live feed, I'm all good, right? <laughs> Because his word should nourish our souls. When our hunger, we are to, when we hung, okay, when we hunger, we are to cry out and in need for the pure word and faithful teachings so that we will grow spiritually and so that we will taste and see the goodness and grace of God. He is the foundation of goodness and of everything good. People can have good traits or good deeds, but goodness is not our character whatsoever. Our goodness comes from God. Amen? My point three, do good to all you meet. All. That says all. Say all. All. <laughs> Even at Walmart. Amen, right? Yeah. 
I, I agree. Amen. I'm speaking to myself too. Luke 6, 27 to 28 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Say, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Say, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and pray for those who abuse you. See, I didn't even have to say it that time. Thank you, guys. We all have that one person. We all have that one person we can think of right away that, 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 gets, that just gets you angry, right? I mean, we all have that one. We, do, we just do. That gets you bitter, right? <clears throat> it just, that, one, that one person that when you think of your man like, is, is Jesus in my life? Like, like am, is he really, am I really following him? Because I'm speaking to myself. I am. The, to those who know me, they know that I can be bitter sometimes. It's just true. And I, I apologize for that. There's one person significant in my life that anytime someone brings them up, I just, I either ignore or I say something that I probably should have ever said. No, I'll say it. It's my birth mom. To those who know me, I've always been bitter about her. And in fact, I'll say it. I've always called her egg donor. And I apologize for whoever, I, for all those I've said that to. I know, <laughs> I know who I said that to. Because that was out of anger. That was out of bitterness. That was out of hatred. It really was. She left when I was seven. Some of y'all know my story. She left when I was seven. I didn't know her or even remotely even know who she was really until I was 15 when I went to Colorado. And for two years, I lived a double life, literally, just like Jonah almost. And I said somewhat knew her. But even when I was there, I was just there to, be, to get out of Texas, to live a double life. And when I was there, I literally called her all sorts of names. She made fun of my family. She made fun of my father. She made fun of my siblings. She made fun of all of those. And did I show her Christ's love? No. No. Instead, I, I, I held it in my heart so much. When I, when I finally left at 18 and really come here, I, it, it's really until this year, I would say, that it literally broke. I held so much bitterness, so much hatred, so much anger in my heart that I literally hated her. Literally, I could care less what happens to her. That I literally said times to Pastor Todd, Gray, and Teresa as my witness, she's, I don't care if, she's, if she died and she's in a hole. I literally said that. And there is something wrong with that, right? We cannot be so bitter about someone. I get it. We can, we can forgive. We can forget. But that, should, that is exactly what we should do. It's hard to forget. And if we can, I pray that you can. But it is what God says to forgive. There is no if about that, right? If we want to live a non-double life, we must be a Christ follower. And that is saying, get rid of, get rid of that anger heart. Anger, anger heart. Get rid of the hatred in your heart. We all that one person right now. Right? If we need to forgive them, we may not forget, but we must forgive or our hearts will be cold. The verse is telling us to do good to them. Be kind and loving to them instead of treating them the way they treat you. We need to show them God's goodness no matter what they did to us. She left when I was seven. 
And then I left when I was 15 because I finally realized, or 16, I finally realized, you know, or actually I left when I was 18, sorry. There's just double. <laughs> I left when I was 18. And I showed me that, you know, when I was there and when I looked back, I asked myself, do I regret this? But I don't because of the fact that during those two years, God showed me all those up and downs, all those roads that had those, you know, those potholes, that horrible roads. That's what I went through. And that is what I think made me in who I am today. And hopefully that's a good person. Hopefully that's, that's someone good. And uh, it's everyday learning. But this year, it showed me that, you know, even though she, she might say things about me, she may whatever say about me, I don't need to see her, but I need to pray for her. Because she did birth me, right? She, regardless if she really loves me or not, if it wasn't for her, <laughs> I mean, but I praise God every day because I am here and I'm thankful for, the, for those mis- mistakes I made, those roads and those potholes that I made. So what does this mean for us? Point number one, are you magnetizing? Now it's weird how I phrase that, but it's like, it's, it's true. Are you magnetizing? Are you going to people and showing them God's love? Are you doing that? And if you want help, we're here for you. We can train you. We can help you. That's exactly what we're supposed to do as believers, as a family. Are you showing them love when you're driving? Are you showing them love when you're at a theater? Are you, are you opening doors for women? Shivery's not dead. Or just for people in general. It's not that hard to open a door. But are you showing God's love in every single ounce of a way? Point number two, as mowers, the band comes back. Is the Lord your source of goodness? He is the source. He is the prime source of goodness. Whatever traits, when we say we're a good person, usually we're not. Because it's him. That's, it's all because of God is who we are. Point three, are you living a life where you display God's goodness to those you meet? Man, this keeps falling. <laughs> when we display God's goodness, we must, just like point number one, show God's love. So when we complain about how, you know, I just don't feel like I'm in, I, I, feel, I feel this cloudness, I feel this, this, this dark feeling, I don't, whatever it may be, we need to examine our hearts before we examine and judge someone else's hearts. Because we don't know what they're going through, just like Pastor Todd said. We must show them love and pray for them. I get it. We want to go to somewhere fast. We, we want to we complain about the waiter or waitress. But you don't know what they went through. And you're there with them, so why don't you show them God's love? I have a hard time doing it, so I'm, not, I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself. So when you see someone in a rut, because you can tell, and just like you can, when an unbeliever, they can tell there's a, a believer. They can. They just won't say it. Because they see the light. And are you showing that? Because if you're not, please examine your heart. As the altar team come up. During this moment, I just, I pray that anybody that will, and lights go down. I just pray that people, I pray that you just examine your heart. And this is coming from someone that had to do the same thing. So please, this comes out of love.
anytime we witness someone, I pray that, that we put the gospel in that conversation. Amen. I pray that, that any ounce of hatred from our hearts was stern away and that we show God's love. Amen. I pray that in Jesus' name, that we magnetize to other people, that we will show when we go to somewhere that we are right there with them and not apart from them. Because when someone is going through a hard time, we need to be there for someone just like God did. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for every single person in here, Lord. I praise you, God. I pray that we thank you, Lord, for your, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, because you're so good to us. I pray that, that you help us be vessels of transformation. I pray that we speak your words, Lord. I pray that when we read your word, Lord, that a fire goes on our tongue and that we speak your name with passion and boldness. Lord, we pray today that every single person in here knows who you are. And if they don't, I pray that they will come up in Jesus' name. Amen.